There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. There is an important development in Victoria this week that has some Christian groups on alert. The Andrews government has brought forward the last sitting of the Victorian Parliament and Christian groups say he intends to introduce conversion therapy legislation in this sitting. Well, as you may know, Queensland and the ACT already have conversion therapy outlawed. And as you know, as a biblical Christian, there is an acknowledgement of biological difference between male and female. Ed Sparius leads the organisation called CAUSE, a group that's been active in a move against gender-fluid teaching in schools and this latest development in Victoria towards outlawing conversion therapy. And Ed Sparius, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Lovely to talk to you. Ed, same-sex marriage is legal in Australia, and one of the effects of that is that people who identify as homosexual are now forbidden, legally in some states, from seeking any sort of help to change. And then, of course, there's the children in schools that are being, what some say, is actively recruited to changing their sexuality through gender-fluid ideology being taught in schools. Now, you're leading this, a pushback, to governments outlawing people leaving their LGBTIQ lives. What have you got planned? Well, Neil, as you said, in Queensland and in the ACT, they've brought in what they call conversion therapy legislation, and that's a law that stops anyone who uh, would like to help a person who says, look, I've got a same-sex attraction, a homosexual attraction, or uh, I've got gender dysphoria. In other words, they feel like they might be the opposite sex. These people are now banned from uh, being able to help. So you've got medical doctors, you've got uh, uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, religious leaders. Uh, they're all being banned. Um, so what, we, uh, what we're facing in Victoria is the same thing. If it's going to be uh, like we always have in Victoria, it's always worse than the other states. And uh, ACT is already uh, pretty aggressive in its laws. Um, so what we've got uh, lined up is we're actually organising a symposium on uh, Saturday the 21st uh, and we'll have four notable speakers. Uh, they'll be speaking twice on the same day and they will cover uh, the law, the legality uh, that will, churches will face because if this goes through uh, and uh, most churches really aren't quite over the top of this, um, they will find that they will face legal problems if they start uh, helping people who have a same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria. Uh, we'll talk about the political implications of all this uh, and also uh, about the gender clinics. And we have a psychologist from America, David Pickup, whose um, centre uh, assists people with LGBT uh, issues who are wanting to get out of that lifestyle. 
Ed, just come back to some basics here for a moment for listeners today, because there's this image that sometimes people have in their mind of, you know, electric shock treatment and those sorts of things. Uh, There's a little confusion around what one side calls uh, this idea of conversion therapy and and what you might be thinking happens uh, when a church gets involved. What are your thoughts around differences in what people's perception is and, and what actually is the issue at hand? Well, conversion therapy, and it's really been a relatively new name, uh, involves what's called aversion therapies. And in the 70s, uh, roughly 1970s, 80s, psychiatrists and psychologists in America, not so much Australia, uh, used, they believed that uh, homosexuality was a mental illness and they tried to cure it in their words. And so they did. They used uh, shock therapies, certainly not the bilateral brain shock therapy, but uh, shock therapies to different parts of the body, ice baths, um, physical abuse um, and uh, hormone treatments to try and uh, cure people of the homosexuality. Now, that has not occurred for a good 30 to 40 years, and certainly not in Australia. Um, But what uh, the proponents of all this legislation have done to get it pushed through the parliament, they are waving this flag and saying, that's what conversion therapy is. It's a terrible thing and needs to be banned. And we would totally agree. I mean, they're abuses. I mean, there's even instances of where people... Uh, raped other people, they figured if someone was homosexual, so if you gave them heterosexual rape, they would then uh, be cured. That's a crime and that's a, against the law. What conversion therapy really entails these days and has done for a long time uh, is professional counselling by psychologists, assistance by, say, paediatricians and doctors, uh, and also then you have uh, religious uh, professionals who are taught how to assist people from a spiritual level uh, and there are ex-LGBT ministries, people who come out of the lifestyle and who assist each other. Now, that's what uh, really entails the current situation as far as conversion therapy goes, and we wouldn't call it conversion therapy. We'd call it counselling. In fact, is it the case that these laws that are being enacted in states like Queensland or in the ACT and what might be proposed in Victoria aren't really about the idea that uh, that somehow or other there might be some sort of forced conversion from being a homosexual back to being a heterosexual, but it really actually locks people into the homosexual lifestyle and they are not allowed to seek to be free from those things that they feel are binding them. Is that a way of of expressing the sorts of things you're saying? Yeah, I think so. Look, we've um, for this symposium, we've we've got a bit of a slogan. We're simply saying conversion therapy legislation. It's the must stay gay or the must stay trans bill. Um, that's exactly what's happening. It's it's the people in the LGBT community who are being oppressed and stopped from uh, leaving that lifestyle if they want to. And look, everybody acknowledges you can't make someone do something they don't want. Uh, and some churches have certainly been guilty of trying that in the past. It's really up to the Holy Spirit convict people uh, if they're in that position, um, but very much people who want to leave that lifestyle, and, and they say they need assistance, it's not an easy thing to change, uh, will be banned from leaving it, and that's what we're opposing. We're saying it's a human right to seek happiness in your life, 
and no state has the right to oppose that. So your upcoming Zoom symposium, and you've identified the 21st of November as the date for that, and it's particularly aimed at religious leaders, uh, giving them a heads up on how the law will affect them if there is a conversion therapy law passed in Victoria. So your message is to leaders here, and no doubt people who are particularly interested, uh, but how important is it for leaders to be across this sort of uh, legislation as it's coming into the Victorian Parliament? Okay, so it's actually targeting leaders and also the the members of the various organisations. For the leaders, what we're really wanting to do is to get them up to speed on what they're facing if this goes through. Uh, The position they will legally be in, because if they stand up on the pulpit and start saying certain things, they may well find themselves with a massive fine or in jail. Uh, From memory, the fine in the ACT is about uh, $24,000, and I think it's 18 months jail from memory first time round. And also then it's for um, the people in the pew. What we want uh, is people to ring and to Zoom and to... Uh, email uh, their politicians. If the, the religious or the Christian and religious, so there's other religions involved as well. A community in Victoria and other states is massive. It would only take you know several thousand in every electorate to start bombarding their email their um, their politicians uh, with emails, and in no time at all, those politicians are getting the message: either you listen to us, or next time round. We're not going to vote for you because this is so important to us. And so what we're wanting to do is to activate people. In actual fact, we would really be happy if people started doing that now. Uh, they can come to our freetochange.org website. They can look at the materials there. Uh, there's uh, statistics. There's also things um, that they can discuss with their politicians. There's testimonies of people. And they then have uh, materials there that they can talk to their politicians. I cannot emphasize how important it is Uh, to be uh, going and talking to the politicians, Uh, particularly uh, David Davis. He's uh, one of the Liberals who will be looking after this legislation and we would really like to get that message across to him. So if you're in the Paran area or even outside that, please contact him and uh, send your emails and letters and phone calls his way. I'll mention that freetochange.org website address again in just a few minutes. One of the big issues here and what ties in with the work that people will know you for, Ed, is this idea of children. And uh, you've had such a good impact alerting people about the Safe Schools program, especially in your state of Victoria. But there's this transgendering of children, which is one of the big issues around this whole conversion therapy uh, issue. Uh, What are your thoughts for children here? Yeah, and look, um, this is very much stopping uh, parents from assisting their children. Uh, Dr. Whitehall, or Professor Whitehall, who will be talking at the symposium, uh, he makes it very clear that the statistics show that uh, of the kids who feel that they might be in the wrong body, the wrong sex, the vast majority, if they're properly supported, and that means by psychological support, parent support, um, by the age of early 20s, they will have grown out of that. That's a fact. Here we have the gender clinic saying, no, if a child feels like that, they should be transitioned. So you start dressing boys in, in dresses and you start giving them cross-sex hormones or uh, puberty blockers and then cross-sex hormones. And if they want, you start them, uh, you know, uh, surgeries. And uh, it, it's appalling when so many of these kids are going to go down the track and find their lives are destroyed, there's actually a, a web, uh, a Reddit uh, subpage called RD Trans has 16,000 members at the moment. 
a real lot of those kids who've been sucked into this through this sort of uh, um, uh, gender harvesting almost, and their stories are heartbreaking. Now they're, they're, you know, you have girls saying, "How do I get rid of my beard?" or "I've lost my breasts," and uh, boys saying, "You know, my voice is so feminine. I have got breasts." It, it's heartbreaking. Now, last time we were talking, we were discussing a major academic study that you had underway. Uh, I wonder whether you've got an update as to whether that study is ready for release and uh, could be considered in the government's decision-making in Victoria when they come around this legislation. Yep, absolutely. So we've had 70 people uh, give us statistical data and nearly 30 give us their uh, testimonies. Again, that's available on the website. That information is going to be put into a proper study and we have a a number of academics who are working furiously on that. Uh, God's been good to us. We thought we couldn't get this out till the middle of January. Well, it looks like we'll have it out by the end of this week, early, very, very early next week if there's any uh, hiccups. Uh, And so we'll have a paper that will actually point out that um, people with unwanted same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria and that have come to our site have shown that they can change it shows that the change that they have is a huge improvement. Look, I, just quickly, uh, suicidal ideation, they tell us, is down by 40 points. Uh, anxiety down 49, self-image is up by 50, and, and there's a number, number of other life indicators. Uh, but they show that because they want to leave, they had support, and 75% of them had support, by the way, of professional uh, or, or religious leaders. And of those people... Uh, a great percentage have gone on and 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 stayed the, um, in their new lives. So there are many people who changed 30 years ago. I think from memory, it was about 70% changed uh, 10 years plus. Uh, so the, the change is long lasting. It is beneficial and it does happen. And that's exactly what all the proponents of this legislation are saying doesn't happen. Well, Ed Sparius, let me give that website for listeners who might want to join into that Zoom symposium coming up on the 21st of November. The website is freetochange.org. That's free to change. Ed Sparius leads the organisation called Cause and that website freetochange.org, the Zoom Symposium on the 21st of November. Ed, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Lovely. Thank you very much, Neil. Have a lovely day. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.